and the gains. That's what our message is all about today. The strains, the pains, and the gains. And it comes to us from the Gospel of St. Mark, the sixth chapter. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't know about you, but I just don't get it. I always like to make fun of those disciples. In these weeks after Pentecost, and as we read through the narratives of Holy Scripture, there are certain moments when we just like to give those disciples a hard time. Today's gospel is just such an occasion. Now, we were not with the disciples as they journeyed with Jesus, so it's hard for us to be thinking what they were going through. It's hard for us to understand of the things that they heard from Jesus, the things that they saw with their own eyes. What is recorded for us in the Holy Writs? It seems to be many, well, teachable moments, as it were. And most of them were not all flattering. You see, our critique of all the disciples in today's account, they center around how they didn't really realize it was Jesus who was coming to them while he was walking on the water. They, like many of us, they seem to have, well, short-term memory. It was just a few weeks ago in Mark chapter 4, where we heard that Jesus was sleeping soundly. He was there on a cushion in a boat, and then the storm arose. How could they have forgotten so quickly about that event? How could they not know that it was Jesus coming to them on the water? Today, as Jesus climbs into the boat with them, it says that the disciples were utterly astounded because they had forgotten what happened in the miracle. The miracle feeding of the 5,000. Why in the world were the disciples fearful? Thinking Jesus, well, was a ghost. What was so hard about all of this? Put yourself in their shoes. How would you feel? What would you do? You've seen this man walking on the water towards you. As you struggled all night long to get to the shore. Well, like most situations, hindsight is twenty twenty. We think of things that should be obvious to the disciples because we already know how everything ends. You see, the disciples were in the middle of things and could only go on what they thought, what they knew, what they were seeing. And they didn't get it. They will eventually. So put yourself in their shoes, at least for that one moment. Better yet, take a look at yourself this day for our response 
to similar life situations is often no different than that of the disciples. Now there is a story to be told. And now this story is a true story. It happened as I was on my way to my vicarage in Chicago. There we were on our way to Chicago with the U-Haul and we're moving right downtown right off Ridgeland Avenue. And what was, let's just say, a teaching moment. A 14-foot U-Haul does not fit under an 11-and-a-half-foot bridge. But by the grace of God, somehow we stopped in the middle of the road. That's because my wife had driven around the U-Haul up over and she stopped. Now you've got to remember, I had a big trailer on the back and another car, and of course, it's rush hour. Nowhere to back up, nowhere to go. At that moment, what I seen and what I heard and what I thought was disaster. But the Lord had plans. He helped me out of that situation as we backed up and maneuvered and Marlos was directing traffic and all this and I went up across the school's lawn, put ruts in their yard. But I finally got out of the traffic. I'm surprised I didn't get a ticket. But nevertheless, hindsight is 2020. You see, the gospel for today, it shows us the strains and the pains and the gains of this life. God's people were expecting both the disciples and the crowds on the shore there of Gesariot. And as the disciples were on the sea, our text says that they were making headway painfully, straining against the heavy winds. I can relate to that so well. I remember as a young man going to Canada fishing with a bunch of guys and my dad. There we were going along, trying to get someplace before the rain came. All of a sudden, smack, the bottom of the boat motor hit a rock. There was no shaft. There we sat in the middle of the lake. So we're rowing, and I got my father-in-law with me too, and we're rowing, and we're rowing, and we're rowing, and getting nowhere. Finally, we had a moment of prayer. And soon the wind calmed down, and we were able to get to shore. The pain, the strain, and the gain of this life. But that's just it, isn't it? Whatever situation that you have in your life, or I have in my life, or what the disciples had in their life, right? The pain and the strain and the gain. Our Lord Jesus Christ, He helps us with our strain. He helps us with our pain, and he helps us to gain. With Jesus' help, we see in our text that the disciples, they landed on the other side of the sea, where Jesus encounters a second group of people. You see, by this time, our Lord's fame and all his glory has spread throughout the region. Jesus, at this point in Mark's gospel, is known as a miracle healer. 
all of them, right? All the people that were brought to Jesus, he healed them, the sick and the lame. He healed all their strains and their pains, and he helped them with their gain. All of them felt the pains of life. They were healed by Jesus. Even if all they were able to do was to grab hold of the fringe of his garment, as, of course, one of the women does that. For the disciples and for the people, there was only one thing that could help in their time of strain, in their time of pain, in their time of gain in this mortal life. And that is the presence of Jesus. It's the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that helps you and I be still as we go through the strains, the pains of this life. If we look at ourselves in the mirror, our lives as a whole, and most of us would agree, if not all of us would probably agree that our life are filled with many blessings from God. Isn't that so? Can you count your blessings that God gives you? I know I can't because God is so gracious, so merciful. We have family. We have friends. We have brothers and sisters to share in our lives. We are blessed with great jobs and opportunities to use our gifts in service to our neighbor and to God. We have a place to live and plenty of food to eat in our refrigerators. If you recall the first article, God gives us gifts from our Creator. And we can get to a point in this life where it feels like as if we're riding the wave, so to speak, because God provides all that we need. However, we all have them, don't we? We all have moments where the wind picks up in our lives, we get in a fight with someone, someone that we love, or someone at our job. Sometimes we don't experience the joys of home, home ownership. <clears throat> or our very lives seem to be in jeopardy. And like the disciples, you and I, that the days become long, and they become weary, and we get tired. It's true. When that happens, you and I, we make headway in this life. But we do it painfully. As people of God, our faith knows where we can turn for help. Isn't that right? Where can you turn for help? Where can you turn for help when the pains and the stains and all these frustrations of life come? You turn to God. Turn to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who strengthens and preserves us until life everlasting. When life becomes dull, when life becomes a bore, when life becomes work, when hardship befalls on us, when suffering enters our world, we have a tendency to shut down, don't we? We have a tendency to close up, to isolate ourselves, to desire to simply to be alone in the pain and the stains of our misery. But here's the thing. As people of the faith, we ought to know this isn't the way things are intended for us. Fellowship 
fellowship. Fellowship is what Jesus reminds us. We know, but we need to be reminded that we can turn to Jesus for divine help. An outsider looking at our life might sometimes think, how can you not get it? How can you not understand the goodness of our gracious Lord? How can you not see where your help comes from? Why have you not learned by now that Jesus is always with you? But in the presence of Jesus, that brought calm amid the winds and the waves. It was the presence of Jesus that brought healing to the sick and to the infirm. It was the presence of Jesus that comforts us and joins us to help and to heal through this life, giving us forgiveness, life, and salvation. But it happens at that moment, right? That moment of your baptism is where it all happens. The Lord's promise is that He will never leave nor forsake you. He continues to make His presence known even today through His Word, through absolution, through the Lord's Supper, right here in His church. His presence is manifested to you as a recipient in the provisions that He gives to us each and every day. In all times and in every circumstance, as Scripture says, Jesus is there. For He says, I am with you always to the very end of the age. In fact, Jesus is not just present with you. But he bores the burden, the burdens of the pain and the stains and the gains. After all, he's the one who died for us on the cross and has risen from the grave to give you and I the eternal gains of forgiveness, life, and salvation. Jesus says, take heart, it is I. Don't be afraid. In other words, don't be afraid to come to Christ. These are powerful, comforting words from our Savior this day. For the strain and the pain of life are sure to come. And as a child of God, you know where you can turn for help, especially in time of need. Look to Jesus, for He is there. He steps into the boat with you to bring an end to your strains. He brings his healing to touch you and all your pains of body, mind, and soul he takes away. He has gained everything for you in the kingdom of God. And he promises for your life that you will be with him for eternity. So just as he promised, Jesus is always with us especially in our strains, our pains, and our gains. All this is to secure us for eternal life. In closing then, my dear friends, your health and your life are forever preserved in the presence of Jesus. So whatever may come your way, and you know that things will come your way, 
you can confidently recall and pray to the Lord these very words. Our hand and feet, Lord, may you strengthen. With joy and spirits, may you bless. Until we see the ending of all our life's distress. And so throughout our lifetime, keep us within your care. And at our, and at our life's end, bring us to heaven to praise you always. In your name we say, Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ, for he takes away your pain and your stain, and he gives you the gain eternal life. In his name, amen.